two way too close siblings who are the best gamers in the world get transported to a realm where everything is settled via games. You can lie, cheat, and steal as long as you don't get caught. What else can you do but try to become the new gods of this world? Is No Game No Life the perfect series to introduce your friends to anime? Or should it be relegated to your own personal weeb watch list? I'm PJ. I'm Skylar. I'm Lauren. And this is Kawaii Disappointment. yet. Skylar, did you not go to sleep? Nope. No, I she like stayed up all night. <laughs> is that drawing. why we were? Oh, oh, which is why we were able to start recording on time today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like fun <laughs> fact, like we always have to push recording back like an hour or two because Skylar doesn't go to sleep Just... until like three hours before we record. So yeah. like I'm trying to be a nice husband and give her like an extra hour. It's appreciated. Yeah, I was but very you know suspicious what? not getting any <laughs> texts today saying, can we push back? I was like, is this happening they on died. time? They're fucking dead. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're just like, all right, uh, I guess like I'll have to figure out the passwords to the socials to let them know that the podcast is over because the hosts are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta find, gotta rehome Ambrose and Eva. Yeah, we're gonna, you can uh, rename it to Kawaii Deadsappointment. (laughs) Oh, see? And then we could be ghosts doing a podcast. We'll be the first ghost podcast. That should be our name for Halloween, you guys. Kawaii Deadsappointment. Actually, (laughs) and you know what? But we wouldn't have a podcast because we'd have no life, just like the anime we're talking about this week. Um, So let's get into it. Welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, the show where two lifelong weebs, PJ and Skylar, guide their non-weeb friend, Lauren, through a new anime every week to determine if it's a kawaii success or a kawaii disappointment. This week, we are watching No Game, No Life as we kick off Isekai Month. Whoop, whoop. I love oh, Isekais. Yes. I'm so excited. Yes, you do. Your so first seen... love was Inuyasha, right? So yeah, I was about to say it your sure first was. big, big anime you got into was Inuyasha. Check yeah. out our Inuyasha episode, obviously, to listen to Lauren just like fall head, head over, over heels, heels for this yep. little uh, fo- wolf boy. Fox oh. boy. Oh my. <laughs> Dog Not... boy. Yeah, no. Very much He's just one of those, one of oh, those one, barky one of them. boys. He's one of them animal say, boys. There's literally a wolf demon. His name's Koga. Put fucking respect on his name, PJ. Whoa. Inuyasha's Whoa. a dog demon. Inu literally means dog. Wow. Shippo's the fox. Well, okay. Anyway. Well, I got all of those details <laughs> wrong, obviously. Right. But let's talk about what <laughs> details we might be getting right today, or even worse wrong. <laughs> As I ask you, Lauren, so No Game, No Life, um, right, right. it's our first isekai of the month, but you don't know what it's about, obviously. Mm-hmm, sure so why don't. don't you tell me, based on that name alone, what do you think No Game, No Life is going to be about? Okay, well, I mean, I think that I have um, predicted this over and over and over again in the past and that has finally come true which just goes to show that if I keep predicting the same thing over and over it's bound to happen eventually <laughs> life um, finds a way yeah it's just the uh it's just the odds right eventually if you say something long enough it'll come true exactly if Netflix keeps making anime movies one of them's got to be good that's what if I keep you, saying at yeah, some point they're know. gonna get it right <laughs> And I think it might be One Piece, by the way. I think it's got to be One Piece. Yeah. Ooh. Well. All right, Lauren, no game, no yes. life. Shoot, shoot. No game, no life. This is when someone gets Jumanji'd into a game where if they don't win, they die in real life. No game, no life. 
done so. It's, it's right there on the tin, it's, right? It's, no, if you <laughs> if there. you ain't got no, it, actually, this is <laughs> this is actually Hitch, <laughs> but like with intense intense stakes. Like really it's Will, Will Smith and Kevin James, and Will Smith is like, "You ain't got no game," and then he pulls out a, ga- a gun, and if you ain't got no game, you, you ain't, ain't got, got no, no life. life. <laughs> See, I just thought you meant like, "Oh, you got no game, you got no life," meaning like you won't have a satisfactory loving marriage. Which I guess is also the plot of Hitch. So, that but this is. is just intense. This is this is, this is isekai actual, Hitch. exactly, and this is actual <laughs> death. If there's no game, you don't get to live. So you better win the game so you can get out of it. You but know, yeah, Jumanji is a great you know guess i will ask is it straight jumanji like is are we jungle in it or is it like fantasy jumanji is it space jumanji aka sathura <laughs> it's just like oregon trail jumanji or oh my god all of the dysentery no this is i envisioned more classic arcade games because it didn't end up happening for me in Soul Eater. And so I really want the classic arcade game, no game, no life situation. It's just Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man. We can't, we can't keep doing Murder Pac-Man Isekai. This, <laughs> this would be the second time we're doing Murder Pac-Man Isekai. Again, if I keep saying it, it's bound to come true. When it stops being a good idea, PJ, I'll okay, stop well, pitching fine. it. <laughs> Maybe this is the second potential Pac-Man murder isekai uh, Jumanji <laughs> that we have gotten. So once you saw the poster, did you did you stick to those guns or did something new come up? Well, this is much more video gamey than I had pictured, except except there's, I don't know, signs of card games too with the, I think that's the club. Yeah. So it could be an... Uh, I guess kind of like our Batsu Gameu situation where like there were different types of gambling <laughs> games, but there's also a video game element. So I think there's like different what, types of games. What's in this giving you video world. game out of this? Is it how, just the power symbol? The power symbol, how bright and colorful it is. You know, you don't get all of these different hues of colors in arcade games. So I'm assuming it's video game-esque but there are cards on here so i was like most everything on here is practical game stuff there's chess pieces cards like the only video game thing video gamey thing i'm seeing is the power symbol and i guess the colors i mean the chess piece also looks a little not real that's true i play spider solitaire i was gonna say if i knew how to play chess like i did back in the day when i was 10 um i would also play on my phone i've never known how to play chess and i will never know how to play chess i all i know is the queen's gambit oh see it was a long long weekend for me my dad taught me how to play chess and the game brisk so like wow it, it was a nightmare. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. <laughs> That's quite that a weekend. Sucks. He I'm was not like, really good gonna, at risk, though. He was like, I'm going to teach you how to play chess and fucking virgin chess. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to learn both, and you're going to walk away a winner. I think my dad is just like, wow, my daughter literally will never be a strategist. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so looking at this uh, this poster, I mean, I do see the video gaming elements, right? It has a very digital aspect to it. It does, yeah. That's where I'm kind of getting those vibes, right? So why don't you tell me about the characters in this? I mean, but because you know what? There are practical games in video games. Like, I, again, I, like you guys said, you guys play solitaire on your phones. Mm-hmm. You know, people play chess on their phones all the time. Like, it could be something where it's like... Practical games digitized. Instead of transporting to another world with my smartphone it's transported to another world in my smartphone yeah 
Exactly. That totally could be where we are right now is just in the internet of games, right? And then like, so yeah, this they're in Yahoo Games circa uh, 2006. See? No, can we do the Disney Channel games? Do no, you guys Yahoo remember? Yahoo Games is where you would go to play checkers and chess with people across the world. Yeah, this is more like practical games. This isn't the fun, cute Disney Channel games, though I do remember those. I, I would love to play 626. Um, yes. Well, six two six sandwich shacker, or oh whatever that game was. I, remember yeah. that I mean, it game. wasn't six two six. It was the other one. Was it was the little orange one. I think so. Yeah, because yeah, I know he was pretty close stage. to him. I know he's pretty yeah. close to him in number. But that sandwich shacker game, I loved it. That and the game where you're where you're an employee at the Dell at the at the taco place from Kid Possible making yeah, I was nachos. Say, oh my god, the Rufus Casa Bonita or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. That ga- those games were fun. But let's talk about games that are in this. Actually, yes. let's not talk about those. <laughs> let's but talk about the people. Let's talk about the... I mean, so obviously, this is not Disney Channel games as much as we would love it to be. Yeah. Honestly, rude. Honestly, rude. But what is it? Uh, so, But obviously, you've already determined that it is going to be more digital, practical games. Mm-hmm, Tell me about mm-hmm. these characters playing these games. Yeah, for sure. So I think the man in the middle of the poster the one who has the chess piece in his hand i think he is our visitor to this world or the one who gets isekai'd into this world he is very much obsessed with video games and he plays them all the time and to his detriment ends up getting sucked into one of the games and then is transported into the internet of practical gaming around the world and now in order to get back to his world he has to win and if he dies if he dies in the game he dies in real life this is wreck it ralph rules game over and then i have this girl in his arms is probably the love interest and someone he's trying to save kind of like your princess peach or like the zelda right like i don't really know video games very well but there's always like that damsel in distress that you have to go save or someone that you have to protect. And I think that that is what this girl is to him. And then I'll go downward. The girl at the bottom of the poster with pink hair. She's clearly flying and she's someone we're going to meet along the way. Uh, she's very helpful. She's very competent. She is the kind of deus ex machina when things are getting really buck fucking wild and you can call on her for help. So she's like the the hint button that you push on games when you don't know what to do next. And they're she's like... She's the clippy. I was going to say, she's, she's the clippy. <laughs> clippy, but competent. Let me <laughs> let me put it that way. <gasps> you just get a notification up on your screen and it's, and it's clippy and he's being like, I what hear you're fuck? talking shit. <laughs> do you want to catch these hands? <laughs> you know what, Clippy? Line. Maybe. Listen, Lauren. <laughs> Listen, Lauren. This Uh-oh. is a pro Clippy household. Lauren's like, good thing I'm not in your household. <laughs> it's a good I thing I record not. separately from I you. I will not listen to the disrespect that Clippy... All of this slander. <laughs> Clippy taught me a lot as a child. <laughs> yes, yes. I am sure that, you know, Clippy was very helpful for people when they were first starting out. And then, you know, over time, we just get more accustomed to the program so we don't need him as often but that's what this pink-haired girl is she's clippy to me a little more competent than clippy but for you guys she is everything clippy embodies with a kick-ass upgraded physical design so (laughs) i'm gonna draw clippy but like cosplaying her i love this clippy is the ideal male physique (laughs) (laughs) nothing but eyes and uh 
skinny paperclip body. That's it. That's what all. That's what everyone wants. I can never be him. Oh, gosh, uh, unrealistic beauty gold. standards out here. Honestly. Okay. Well, moving along, I guess on this little poster, going up to the top left corner with the brunette girl. She is that this girl. This girl deadass also has pink hair. I want to be very clear. Are they both pink? I thought it was brunette up at the very top on the dead left. Ass, oh. Dead ass. pink. Well, it's more like a reddish pink, but yeah. A fuchsia. A fuchsia. The reddish haired, pink haired pink. girl up in the... <laughs> the left corner she is that girl who's in the shop that you visit to like exchange your coins for life or like extra skills or that kind of thing you know it's kind of like the the exchange rate where when you purchase something in an app you then get something within the app she's the person in the store making those transactions she's very helpful always in a great mood just you know you can kind of go to her (laughs) When you're in between games is kind of like a respite to get everything back. So that's what I think she is. And then this larger than life person up in the top right corner who has just the biggest profile on this poster. I think this is the avatar that you play in, like play in the games. So it would be like, you know, this would be like your Mario or this would be your, I don't know, your Donkey Kong, that kind of thing. (laughs) But this, but this man has been transported into the game. So now he's the avatar and the normal avatar gets to take a break. And so they are traveling along with them. But the thing is, the avatar also wants to win the game, right? Because whoever wins the game gets to go back to the real world. And so the avatar finally sees, oh, ho, I have a chance to leave the game and go live out in the real world with all the real people that I've been interacting with all this time. So the avatar is going to try to win the game first. Go Turbo. turbo. Yeah, (laughs) and he's going to try to win the game first so he can get out and escape. But then our human boy is going to try to win the game so he doesn't die, right? So it's going to be a race to the finish line as you interact with these other their internet game character females as these two boys just like duke it out through games that's my prediction okay i like that okay okay i think this is a very interesting concept uh you know uh, i mean it sounds like a very typical isekai Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. you know you go into the world you want to get out you gotta you gotta have your mini harem you know it's just the rules of the game that's just that's Um, the way things are i don't make the rules I don't make the rules. This is isekai science. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You get it. Escapism. So, all right. So I'm excited to watch this. Uh, I'm sure Skylar is too. So why don't we take a quick break and watch this Wreck-It Ralph-ish isekai. Wreck-It Ralph smartphone game isekai anime. Uh, And we'll be right back. So Wreck-It Ralph 2. Kinda. Uh, we're all right. We're gonna watch Wreck It Ralph to the anime, and we'll be right back after watching episodes one and two of No Game No Life. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We are Lauren. Watch episodes one and two of No Game No Life. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? Okay, so at first I was thinking that this was a less sexy Kakaguri, but then I realized it's and then it just got, as sexy. I want to be clear. I <laughs> In a different way. I, it's not well, sexual. I think it's very sexualized, but yes. it is still less sexy than Kakaguri. Because in Kakaguri, it's like overtly sexy versus yes. this is fan service This is very, very fan service But you know I love me a good 
smart people outsmarting other smart people. And so this was really fun for me to watch. So there's kind of this like trope in the fandom of No Gay No Life that it's like, we all know that Sora and Shiro are going to win. That's not what's fun about it. It's seeing how they do it. Right. Yes, exactly. It's the journey. It's not the destination. You know, it's kind of like when you watch something like Yu-Gi-Oh! or Kakaguri, you're like, okay, I know my character's going to win. How Mm -hmm. are they going to do it, though? How are they going to outsmart this one? That's the fun part, is seeing how smart are these kids? Oh, I knew they were smart, but like now I'm blown out of the water because that was super smart. Exactly. Yeah. So let's take a quick sidestep to go through some quick housekeeping. So No Game No Life is based on the light novel series by Yu Kamiya. Yu Kamiya is half Brazilian, half Japanese, which I think is super cool. You don't see a lot of, you know, mixed creators really right most people mm-hmm. are like full japanese and like i just think it's cool that there's some like even like minimal like latin america south american like representation in the anime scene <laughs> love right. that honestly but yeah so yukamiya was the creator of the light novel no game no life it was released under the imprint mf bunko j and has been running since april 2012 and is still ongoing with a current 11 volumes there was a manga adaptation also done by you that ran in monthly comic alive from january 2013 to the present and has a current of two volumes there are two spin-off mangas no game no life please which was written by yuizaki kazuya and no game no life practical war game that was done by yu kamiya again uh, the anime was written by atsuko ishizuka and done by studio madhouse for atx running from april to june of 2014 for 12 episodes there was a spin-off movie no game no life Zero, which was actually a film adaptation of volume six of the light novel series. It was done with the same creative team as the anime and released July 2017 in theaters in Japan. Along with all of that, there's also No Radio, No Life, an internet radio show hosted by the voice actors for Sora and Shiro, and No Work, No Life, which is a doujinshi art book by Yukamiya. So doujinshi is basically fan art, fan art, or like, you know, even like doujinshi is basically like fan fiction but it's basically just like alternate reality or sometimes it is like just continuing the story so that's why it's super interesting that you themselves did a doujinshi art book because they're the creator of the series but they basically (laughs) instead of it being something where it's like oh hi i'm a fan of no game no life doing a continuation or something it's you themselves going in and being like what if i did like some like alternate reality stuff with these characters like oh look i'm gonna draw sora but doing this thing that sora would never do right so that's kind of what no work no life is yeah i'm into this all that so that's kind of our housekeeping for no game no life so let's go really quickly break down episodes one and two soda and shiro are two siblings and are known in online games as the undefeated group named the blank in real life they are hikikimori who are ostracized by the world one day they receive a challenge from tet to a game of chess and are victorious in response he offers to send them to a world which revolves around games and they accept believing it to be a joke they are summoned to a reality known as Disboard, where a spell known as the Ten Pledges prevents violence and enforces the rules and outcomes of games. They travel to Elkia, the nation 
location inhabited by humans where Sora plays poker against a woman for her money and wins by out-cheating her. He and Shido rest at an inn and decide their next goal is to find a home. Stephanie Dola, granddaughter of Elkia's deceased king, loses against Kurami Zell in a contest to decide the next ruler of the kingdom. She then confronts Sora for not revealing how her opponent was cheating. Sora tricks her into a game of rock, paper, scissors and after winning, uses the pledges to make her fall in love with him. Sora and Shido then move into the palace with Stephanie where they learn more about the world and decide to help Stephanie revitalize Elkia and that's episodes one and two of No Game, No Life. Okay, so okay. right off the bat, not even a full minute in, I see full frontal vag full of an 11-year-old. Full frontal lolly vag, yeah. Yeah, of an 11-year-old. Right, it's under, it's in panties, yeah. right? It's a panty shot. But, so again, this anime is fan servicey as hell, which like, sure, fine, but it's like problematically fan servicey as hell. Yes, because um, she's a she's a baby. She's a baby, but right, Lolly is very big in Japan. I'm not personally like a huge fan myself, but like they're they're catering to an audience. That doesn't make it right, but like it is a big thing in Japan. Yeah, it's just it's definitely not my cup of tea, and I it usually like I think okay, so it's a testament to the writing because I actually really really liked um, these two episodes that I saw because this is my first time seeing it. And, like, if you had literally just edited out some of the dynamics between brother and sister, I would have such a great time. It would be great. But, like, I have this, like, looming relationship, like, this weird-ass dynamic. And, again, I know it's fully an acceptable thing for other people. It's just not for me. And it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. No, I completely understand what you mean because, you know, they're brother and sister. And yet, at the same time, the anime is making it seem like, yeah, but it's really them who should be together. And it's like, no, yeah. no, and they not, shouldn't. Because, like, even if they weren't siblings. Like, by blood. Yeah. He's yes. 18 and she's 11. So, you know, listen, if you're going to have an age gap, they both need to be consensual. It just, that's, and that's the over, way it needs to be. And both over 18. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. They need other, to be adults. If it's consensual, there's usually grooming. Oh, yes. No, they need to both oh, be Oh, it would adults. be consensual. Let's be clear. They're into each other here. Oh, But it's I also know. so weird because the anime can't decide what, what it wants to do with it. Because, like, again, the dynamic is just so weird. Because, like, you have a very... It's not romantic, but it's just, like, a little too teetering on the line mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, beginning. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. even later, like, they kind of joke around a little bit too much. Like, when she's like, I thought... You said I'd only you'd ever only need me, and he's like, "Of course I wouldn't." Oh, I, he's like, "I'm sorry, I lied. Of course I wouldn't only ever need you. I'm a man. I need to have sex with somebody. I can't marry my little sister." So and then you're, you're like, eleven, and you're eleven. So like, you're like, okay, so they clearly do know the line, but then they like, do. you have the weird dynamic when like he's like maybe gonna have sex with Stephanie, and, oh, yes. and then like she's like, "It's cool. I don't mind watching. I'll even record it for you." And it's like, what the fuck what is happening here? Fu- <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it's a family <laughs> like she's affair. Like, she's like, we're about to get the money shot, babes. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, I was like, is this just for blackmail? Like, no, no I, I just think. I well, think okay, it's... so let's be clear. They're both fucking like neats and hikikimori. So they're probably phrases you saw in the anime that you don't know anything about. Yes. So uh, neats 
are not in employment, education, or training. So it basically stands for someone who's like doesn't have a job, isn't in school, isn't trying to do something. They're just they're doing nothing. It's like okay. like people who just stay at home all day and play video games, essentially, right? Which is the what they ne- do exactly. But the next step of yeah. that is hikikimori. So hikikimori is kind of like a societal mental illness in Japan. Not to say that it's Japan exclusive, but obviously it's called hikikimori for a reason. J- right. The Japanese uh, kind of uh, were the ones that coined it, similar mm-hmm. to like that one disease where uh japanese men or japanese people work themselves to death it's like yes that can happen in other countries but clearly it's a big problem in japan Japan. no Mm -hmm. and then you have hikikimori which again it obviously happens elsewhere but it's really prevalent in japan which is people who are just basically become complete complete shut-in right so hikikimori basically like never leave their rooms it's like severe extreme uh, social withdrawal like they uh yeah but like it's usually teens adolescents young adults who become recluses in their parents homes and they're unable to work go to school and they just stay inside they barely even leave their rooms their rooms are usually a mess they're usually just you know you see these people everywhere i mean i know a few hikikimori the ones that pee in water bottles so that they don't have to go to the bathroom. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Fun and fact, Lauren. Back in the day, parents were sending children to rehab for a world for World of Warcraft. But as they should, right? Because like some people, I know I know people who became Hikikimori essentially <laughs> from World of Warcraft and stuff like that. Like, I remember that. Yeah, when it was big. I know people who are still Hikikimori, if I'm being honest. You know, it is a big problem. So that's why they have this intense codependent and weird relationship is because they're both super not socialized. Yeah, and all they've right. had is each other. So no, this is, this is literally flower in the attic the anime 100% right it's that like if you're not exposed to anything else and not socialized like what you're exposed to is what you're going to consider to be normal and they I mean all, they're 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 just both fucking huge neats who they just don't understand what's like normal and right which is you know why she's like yeah okay do your thing go lose your virginity i don't care and why they're like yeah like hey like come sit on my lap like let's play this video game together which again can be innocent like you could totally have if you're 18 totally go ahead have your 11 year old sibling like sit in your lap and play a video game with you it's the way that they're doing it that's crazy and i mean like this is like the thing with no game no life right like no game no life is insanely popular it is probably one of the most like popular isekai period Mm. but it's also like very controversial for these very reasons right but if you can get past that the series is really good either you're okay with it enough to continue on or it's the red flag that stops you from watching it and either's fine yeah that's fair i mean pj and i were talking um earlier about fruits basket just the mental gymnastics we had to do to just get over all the grooming that's in it because it's still such a good anime it's such a good manga but lauren there's so much there's grooming at in least fruits basket. three relationships three between ones. adults and and teenagers and children Oh no! In one of them, basket. one of them is a teacher's aide, Lauren, and then a middle schooler. Oh no! Oh, and all of the relationships. If you take away the age gap, a phenomenal little romance, right? With that age right. gap, it's fucking freaky, right? It it's is. the thing. There is a lot of things that are societally okay to do, like they're societally 
passable in Japan. So mm-hmm. the stories are like, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with this, so I'm going to tell the story like this. And it it is like a, it is obviously a cultural thing, but obviously I'm not saying like, yeah, everyone in Japan is okay with grooming and incest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like I'm saying, like it's it's like societally acceptable enough that like it's like yeah, this is just a thing in media. Like we're just going to tell the story, which yeah, you don't see often here there was that one i forget what streaming service it was on where there was a a teacher falling in love with one of her students and i can't remember what it was called but i remember that even being very taboo here so i don't know we're just probably like not used to it yeah because that person's a predator that's why it's taboo (laughs) well yes i mean they're they're preying on younger people who are underage okay no, so thank you anyway <laughs> life with Derek the anime aside right right so the animation in this especially when they get isekai gorgeous Beautiful. did you guys notice that like everyone's outlined in red no. and they have this kind of like halo that goes past like their line art and if you've ever like just stared at a computer monitor like from the side and you could kind of see like all those different colors Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like that's that's what's coming off of them and i was just like what a beautiful detail because they were sucked into the computer (laughs) (laughs) i do love that though yeah no the animation was absolutely beautiful even in the very beginning when they were clearly in a video game and this group of four blanks was fighting off all of these other people i was like this is this is some really cool animation also pretty to watch horny as hell though and again (laughs) lolicon as hell having shido playing with her feet yeah i was gonna say um that was a different type of fan service yep Yep. But then, and then you have, and then you have Soda playing with his hands and feet, uh, and he is controlling four characters and still soloing everyone. Which, like, again, clearly they're established to be basically the best gamers in the world, in the whole world. Right. Which is why I think I was a little disappointed in them when they opened a link in an email from a stranger. I was like, yeah, you, I was like, what the fuck, spyware. <laughs> I know. I was like, excuse me for spending so much time on the internet. You're just going to click a random link from a stranger. What are you fucking doing? I think think they were like, we don't get emails. They clearly don't even get spam emails. Like they were like an email popped up and they were like, what the fuck? What the hell? Who is this? Honestly, maybe they just don't even get spam. Damn. They've never gotten that email asking for help from the Nigerian prince because like that poor guy but if they had you know what they probably would have actually met a Nigerian prince because clearly this worked out for them you know it it worked out in their favor it's true (laughs) I like the moment where he's like you know most of the time when these stories happen people want to get out but like I don't want to leave this place I fucking love it here I'm just gonna fucking like vibe here yeah no that was talking about how much the world fucking sucks and how like you like are thrust into the work life and the real life as an adult and you don't know the rules of the game but you're expected to try to win and i was just like fuck do i want to be transported to discord like (laughs) (laughs) ooh, could i be next in line to isekai please where's that email with that that website i'll i'll click on it right now it's just spyware lauren it's just you probably got it already and they just were like this is a scam and so i deleted it that was my one chance to go to another world and it's gone it's in my internet 
trash can. You never know which world it's going to be, though, and that's too scary. Because if you're in um, Attack Attack on Titan. Titan. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) The first one I thought of that was like, absolutely not. Do do not want to be in that one. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. It's the first episode of season four of the podcast. That means a slightly different format, a different intro slash outro song, some new burning questions, but ultimately the same old kawaii disappointment. Let us know what you think of the changes, what you like, what you don't like, and what you really, really like. If you're craving more kawaii disappointment, you can check out our 100th episode celebration that dropped ahead of this episode, where we take a walk down memory lane and talk about all things kawaii disappointment. From there, you'll surely want even more, and you can get it by checking out our Patreon. Hours and hours of bonus content are available immediately for just $3 a month. And more is always on the way, along with exclusive polls, Q&As, and goodies at our higher tiers. Find us on Patreon by searching for Kawaii Disappointment, or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the wonderful Skullbosh, and irreplaceable Alex J. They're not alone though, as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Rebelin and Isekai, and Jellums. And our Kawaii Desu patrons, our $3 tier, Eliza L and Albany G. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials, as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you all again next week as we continue through Isekai Month with Fushigi Yugi. Now, back to the podcast. Let's talk about Discord, right? So Discord, I don't know if Discord was already a thing when this uh, anime, when this like light novel started, but I was like, right. is this about Discord? Is this, is this Discord? <laughs> but Discord is a very interesting world, right? So they have this very fascinating lore. Again, if you take out the the like... The- incest the incest lollicon stuff this anime is so good it's so I cool. it. oh, so like discord is such a fascinating world where it's like yeah all the gods were here and they went to war and basically just all annihilated each other and the mm-hmm. only god that was remaining was the god of games i was like you guys are stupid you guys think you're these all-knowing all-powerful gods but look at you fucking fighting like babies so you know what no more violence only games That's how everything's decided. That is how the government runs. That is how negotiations happen. Even when it comes down to... Yeah, abide by them, you know? Here are the 10 rules. One of them is no cheating. Everyone is going to cheat. They all do. Just don't get caught cheating. He's like Takaguri, where Mm -hmm. everyone in the school cheats. It's it's just about how they're cheating. You're not in trouble if you don't get caught. Aladdin taught me that. Yumiko doesn't cheat. All the other students at the school are cheating. I mean, that's part of the, the... charm of kakaguri is like she is like righteous in a weird way like she isn't trying to be righteous because she's just like getting horned up off of gambling horny for games yep (laughs) horny for games but um but she notices people cheating and she's like cheat better bitch like essentially god if you're gonna do it it's like everyone's cheating and everyone's just like who's gonna cheat better exactly it is very interesting how and i mean like you know he's very 
easily able to win the first game he plays against like that milf lady. Yes, for the money. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, the titties. Yeah, with the Huge. big. I mean, everyone in this anime, except for the lollies, has ginormous breasts. It's um, true. Like, and the fact that like Stephanie. I mean, a. Um, I've watched a lot of this anime, and you can get it in episode one and two. But Stephanie is the punching bag of this anime. Every she, character's well, fucking tell. writing is designed to just be oh. like, "Fuck you, Stephanie. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about." It's I like Meg, your family guy. Your dad is the fucking card from the fucking bicycle deck <laughs> but yeah when it's like oh yeah her dad is literally the fucking like the king is literally the king from the deck of cards mm-hmm. um but you know stephanie comes in to their room basically naked naked yes. she lost her dress well, yes, yes right so she lost so we understand that she lost her dress and then in episode two at some point after she's in love with uh, with Sora, Sora, she cuts a hole into the the blanket to make a dress out of it. But why did only then it occur to her to do that? Like, why is yes. she walking around a with only a blanket? Right, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Why is it like clutched at the bottom of her breasts? Like, it's not like yeah. around her neck. It's not like it's not like wrapped a toga around her like a towel or a poncho. She just has it like lazily draped around her tits. Yep, yep, that was it. I was like, girl, not if- lazily. Strategically. Yes, Strategically, no. yes. Okay. Strategically in its placement, but lazily in terms of like, if she actually wanted to cover up, this wouldn't be the vibe. This is not listen. Not and also, she's so she upset. lost her she lost her bras, I guess, if bras are a thing in this world. Who needs them when everyone's breasts are drawn this perky? Honestly. But she clearly still has panties on. So like she didn't lose her panties? Well, I mean, if you well, look I don't back think they at have... if you look back at like older undergarments women used to have um stays that would support the underbust and that was it so it would just like yeah, hold like, them up but there was nothing holding it's basically them. built into the dress yeah so if it's built into her dress as a support she wouldn't have it okay. when she takes the dress off yeah okay that's understandable all right fashion history here i like that she was like <laughs> just kind of being aerial <laughs> Like with using the, a sail, she, yeah, but at least Ariel was fully covered and had it secured to where she could move her arms. Stephanie can't move her hand, or else it's gonna fall off. But also, they're back at the castle, and her maids are like, "Why are you wearing a fucking sheet? Do you need? To- Does she not have other clothes? She wants no, to wear she that lost one dress because it's of from her, her stuff. Dad. That's established, right? Because when when uh, Kurami is like, "Here, have your dress back." Uh, Sora's like, nope, she lost all of her stuff to you. This is yours. Take it back. See, I just thought it was the dress in the kingdom, no, not yeah, all the her dress in the effects. kingdom. Oh, I'm gonna bet you the the kingdom and this little dress. No, because <laughs> no. what I'm wearing the dress specifically because she knew it was important to her because it was the last gift her dad or grandfather gave her. Clearly not, because that because that's why she gives it back is because like Kudami isn't actually trying to be a bad person, so mm-hmm. that's why she's like, look, I know this was important to you, have this back at least, and then Sora's like, no, 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 you want everything of hers, take this back. Rules, yep, fair and square. Was, like trying to be a good person, but is like a fucking heinous bitch. Yeah, well, and then like you know, because Sora's thing is basically like, you take this back, because we're gonna take it all back. Exactly. He's like, no, no, we're not gonna take this this pity handout. We're gonna win it all back the right way oh also can we talk about that scene where like for like the first like three seconds you think Sora's jerking off with his phone and he's uh, 
What? It make words. Oh, I must have this missed is maybe, this. This is maybe a thing where maybe Lord would not cast this because Lord's not like, oh, I'm an active awareness of what jerking off looks like. <laughs> right. I mean, like, why would Lauren, right? Yeah, asexual here. There's a scene. What happens? So, uh, do you... Oh, this is going to be such a weird fucking mind of questioning. Okay. Do you know what masturbation looks like, Lauren, I, for a I man? Do. Yes, I do. Yeah. So when they're in the hot spring and Stephanie is like basically bathing Shiro and he's like on his phone tapping away, all you see is him like in like, you know, butterfly position essentially with his hand going up and down and his and his phone covering his crotch. It's pantomiming fapping. It's pantomiming jerking off. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I did not <laughs> catch that, but I can, I now like, that you mentioned it, I can see it. Listen, Lauren, this, every listen time Stephanie. something questionable happened, I like would do a slow turn and just look at look PJ. At <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I do like the, the, the trolling in it though. Like, right. Cause his whole thing is like, great. Now's my chance to see Stephanie's like bare breasts. Yeah. Um, I'm going to send my phone. And then to he get like throws photo. the phone over and, and then, like, he thinks that he's getting the picture, but it's literally just Shiro, like, pinching her, like, elbows together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was funny. Ugh, God. I, yeah. Ugh. And, but you know what? Again, to, like, that whole, like, neatness, neat dumb um, of them and, like, their intense, like, weird relationship because of that, you can talk about the scene where they're, it's the first time they're ever in separate rooms from each other. And they fall apart. And they and both start crying. And they both start going into full panic attacks. Like, catatonic. Like, they, they absolutely cannot survive without each other and i mean that would be the case though like even if yeah. there wasn't like that weird sexual tension um this, you know all like, they have right like yeah. people that are um held hostage together oh. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean but that's still different because they're not being held hostage they just have developed an intense codependency throughout their life right and yeah. it's yeah. and it's like this is a little intense and then the second uh stephanie opens the door which again can i just other. say stephanie is such an interesting name for this world it's just so stephanie normal Dola. stephanie yes. Dola, uh you know the girl in your third period math class <laughs> Honestly, yes, it was such a westernized name. Because even like I, other I people in the world, shocked. it's like Kura Mizel and stuff like that. Like, no, Stephanie Dola. Stephanie um, Dola. But yes. uh, when she Simple. opens the door and they see each other, they like run back into each other's arms. Sobbing. And that's when Stephanie's like, you guys are freaks. I'm the fuck. I'm getting the fuck out of here. You guys are this fucking was, weird. Uh, me in the hospital when you were home for like a full Honestly, week. But we're not siblings. So it wasn't fucking weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's because you guys are like married and adults. I mean, not they might get related. married. Who fucking knows? Nope, I do not want this. <laughs> this is um, weird. You enough. know what people do? You know who does want to marry Sora though is Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that you, when you play rock, paper, scissors with someone, you fall in love with them. Well, that was I think, a revelation well, it, for it's me. Played, it's played up in both ways, right? Because it's the, she basically, you know, 
bet her his love uh bet her to love him which i did love that bit too where he was like ha 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 this is my ultimate plan i'm gonna make you fall in love with me so that i get all your stuff and then shiro's like why don't you just bet her for all her stuff Ask and he's for like her stuff but oh. she also doesn't have any stuff right because she, well, she still has the castle for now she does okay. yeah like they haven't done the full transfer of power yet and that's why like when they see each other in the hallway after the coronation it's like an intense moment mm-hmm. right he's like oh shit that would be <laughs> way smarter but then he's like oh, but wow. also he's like i let my dick do the thinking basically he's like sora yeah. me sora knows that that's the right thing i should have done little sora was still afraid of dying a virgin <laughs> and then chino's <laughs> like i thought you said i'd be the only person you'd ever need he's like not if i don't want to die a virgin you're my 11 year old sister and i was like okay Thank so he God. at least knows that right they, they he at least knows it they have a very weird relationship but at least we hope i hope he doesn't ever cross that line yeah because oh my god but but then you have the but like after she falls in love with him like she i love the stephanie visions that we keep getting <laughs> like so stephanie POVs, where he's like super handsome and he's so like so hot oh, stephanie chivalrous and he don't get me wrong sora is handsome yeah, and yeah, he's Sora, pretty hot. Sora is hot and really, actually, socially well adjusted for someone who is a hikikomori and a neat. Like, yes. Um, but yeah, but then like there are moments where she's like, "Oh wait, this isn't Sora. Like, you know, this isn't Stephanie Vision." I actually did find that attractive, really attractive. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I like that every mm-hmm. time she isn't Stephanie Vision, she just starts beating her head against the against wall. any hard surface. At one point, she was in the the pool or the tub or something and started just. <laughs> hitting her head against the ledge too and oh. broke it off and then was yeah. like pouring blood from her head she's concussed oh my god i love the lore of the world right so we already talked about mm-hmm. you know ted's whole thing with the gods but i like that then like the 16 races of this world are separated and mm-hmm. like basically like can fight each other for power and then like the magic system where every yeah. and they're basically ranked by how magical they are with humans or i guess Immens, because they kept saying humanity, and then they were like, and then he was like, "What's humanity?" And they were like, "Us humans." And it's like, so you are humans, but you're not humanity. You're humanity. When you be, um, I don't know. Yeah, or are they immens or imans or like imans? Maybe yeah. (laughs) But regardless, um, the thing that I found interesting here is that Stephanie was like, oh yeah, since humans have no magical ability, we're like bottom of the totem pole and we basically lose all the time because we can't even see magic. But Sora and Shiro saw magic. They did. In yeah, episode they saw one. During the, the game that Stephanie Dole was playing. So they're probably not Imans or yeah. Imans. Yeah, so Imans. maybe there is a difference between Imans and Humans. <laughs> <laughs> there, there very well could be. I did like the the setup that they have though where it's you know all the other races have magic and they're using that to win at these games so then humanity essentially is at a loss so it's becoming an intelligence versus a magic situation but yeah so it's a very interesting world it's very yes again the animation is stunning at every point i love the scene where tet and them are falling through the sky and tet's like explaining everything to them and they're like are we gonna live are we gonna die and here? And he's and like, he's like rule don't number worry five. About it. <laughs> rule number, rule number six. five. Rule number ten is just have fun. 
And then they almost died and then didn't. Oh, good yeah. for them. I hope we see Ted again. He was a very fun Ted was character. super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love his character design, too. He's a little yeah. cutie. Adorable. I and I like that he him. basically survived the God War by being a pacifist. Honestly, yeah. I, I mean, if you're not fighting and if you don't have any stakes in a war, then, well, they'll just kill each other, won't they? So I'm too emotional to be a pacifist. That is true. Yeah, you do feel things a lot. <laughs> you do a lot. <laughs> you really do be doing too much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All of that aside, yeah, there's so many cool visuals, like stunning, stunning animation. And I, I agree, Scott. I love that everyone is outlined in red instead of black it kind of reminds me i love when things do a stylistic choice like that like in something like batman the animated series where they animated everything on black paper instead of white paper exactly and like in this like they decided like everyone's outlined in red not black and it really adds like a nice like visual touch yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a a big difference. And, you know, you're only going to get more games and more interesting, you know, variations of games. Because, again, they establish in the setup, like, the the person challenged basically gets to set up all the rules of how the game Mm -hmm. works. So they might be playing something like chess or, you know, uh, poker, poker, but they get to have a a unique take on it. It won't be just traditional. (gasps) Um, And then, you know, then you get the intelligence of like, how do you outsmart someone that is using magic? How do you outsmart Mm -hmm. someone who's trying to outsmart you? And that's what I think is always going to be the cool part about this anime and what gets people coming back. And obviously that's why people are super sad that there is no season two. Uh, That's why people call it no game, no life, no season two. Do you think they could do laser tag? Yeah, I'm sure they could. It's a game. You could play any game as long as the rules are clearly set out in the beginning that both parties agree to. Any game can be played, right? Yeah. And then, cornhole. It could be cornhole. It could be literally anything. And the super fun thing about that is even though we are playing games and it can be very light, huge political decisions are being made by these games too. So I think there's going to be a lot of like that political intrigue brought into it as well as just like mm-hmm, winning money mm-hmm. and winning a dress back. And like, I think the duality of that's super fun. Right. Yeah. Because, like, I was just like, oh, I don't like how all these big political decisions are being made via game. But I guess, like, if you're winning these games, you have to be, like, hella smart. Yeah. You do. Or very sneaky. But, I mean, uh, which is a level of smartness, right? It's true. Yeah. To be conniving, to be sneaky force, like, you do have to be intelligent and more intelligent than the people around you, because otherwise they'll catch you. Mm -hmm. Yep. See, it's the wild cards you have to watch out for. If you ever talk to my dad about our risk playing game (laughs) days, he would get really frustrated because I would win by just not making any fucking sense at all. I mean, that's you in any game I've ever played with you. I'll play games (laughs) with you, and I'm like, it makes no fucking sense that you're winning. You don't even know what you're doing. I Yeah, half the time. Like, I always remember the rules to Villainous, like, probably about, like, 40 minutes into the game. And I'm already, like, ahead. I'm like, great. Don't know what I'm doing. Awesome. Do not know. Oh, my God. But you know what? There's something to be said for just instinctual playing, you know? Yeah. And that charisma factor that comes into it, too. Yeah. But, yeah, all of that said, No Game, No Life has its problems, but it's also a super fun time. Uh, But, you know, we'll have plenty of time to discuss where we fully land on that. But before we get there, why don't we talk about the music of No Game, No Life? 
So No Game No Life uh, has some very amazing uh, general music, right? Like the music that you see in the background, like its OST is very solid. The music for No Game No Life was done by a group called Super Sweep, uh, which is composed of Shinuji Hozue, Takehiro Eguchi, Ayaka Saso, and Fumihisa Tanaka. And they did all of the scoring and musical composition for the anime. Uh, and I think they did a phenomenal job. It's very stunning. So. I love it so much. It adds so much to the world. Yeah, it really gives you that, like, it gives you the scope of this world. Like, what I love about this world is, you know, like, you see, like, these giant chess pieces, like, out in the distance of these other kingdoms and stuff. And mm-hmm. you, it feels so grandiose, and the music does a good job of accompanying that. Agreed. Uh, and, you know, it gives you that scale. Uh, but outside of that composition, you also have the set of songs we get as our OP and ED. So why don't we talk about those real quick? Let's talk about our, the, our OP, which is this game by Konomi Suzuki. Lord, what did you think of that OP? I thought it was very fun, very upbeat. I love the crescendo from just a, a soft piano opening into a lady pop situation. It got me pumped and hyped. I was very excited to watch more and yeah i liked it i had fun yeah i have a i had a ton of fun with this op i think it's very good i you know it's not breaking my like top 10 or anything but it's it's a very solid song it gives me very uh, ironically fantastical feel i think it's probably Mm -hmm. because of the piano and the violin it gives it like a very like fantastical aura yeah as much as i was gonna say it's very whimsical yes yeah um and i think it's a very yeah it's a fun time i really liked it Mm -hmm. I really liked it a lot. I had it on repeat because instead of focusing on finding an artist, I was like, I'll just absorb it and then figure it out that way. Did not work, but it was on repeat and I did (laughs) like it. You know, you got to try something to find an artist and maybe osmosis is the way to go. (laughs) Not today, but maybe... Maybe later, like uh, Lauren's uh, Jumanji guesses. See? Or Pac-Man guesses. <laughs> if I keep it guessing the same artist, eventually it'll be right. <laughs> yes. Good for you. All right. So then let's talk about our outro, which our outro is Oracion by Ai Kayano, who is the voice of Shiro. Lauren, what did you think of that outro? I thought 
It was unlike any other outro I'd seen, not seen, but heard before. I loved how it starts really soft and it builds into something bigger, kind of like the intro in that respect. So I like that they have that that similarity. And the very simple visuals really helped you focus on the music more, which I really enjoyed. When it gives you more of the story too, right? Because like Sora and Shiro are like crying as little, little kids and then like yeah. finding each other and clearly making a promise to each other, which yeah. like you can infer is to always kind of stick by each other's side. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always a sucker for watercolor wash yeah. credits. For this and outro, this something that. that's very interesting for me, and it might be interesting for you guys, is um, oracion is not a Japanese word. It is a Spanish word. There's no Japanese word that is oracion. It means prayer, oh. and the entire song is about prayer, so it's clearly like they picked a Spanish name for this Japanese song. That's Hell so yeah. sweet. Usually I have like a clear winner of what I like more, the intro and the outro, and I mm-hmm. think these are pretty even for me. They're both mm-hmm. really good. I like this outro, and I like that it's a Spanish name, but I like the intro a lot more, personally. I did. I yeah. personally did, too. I just, I think they're, like, really different from each other, and I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah. like them both a lot, but I really like the they're intro a lot more. I agree. But yeah, I mean, obviously, they're both very good. The music, again, overall very good. Super Sweep, Konami Suzuki, Aikano all contributed so much to making sure this anime had really solid music throughout. So let's talk about who we think could have also done a good job providing very good music throughout. As we move on to our segment, what modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with this anime, intro, and outro? Lauren, why don't you tell us who you think would have done a good job with this game? I was really focusing on the vocals, and I wanted someone who sounded familiar, who also had all of that power that the originalist original vocalist had. So I ended up going for Adina Menzel, her song Show Me. Yeah, I think this is a very good choice. I totally see what you're going for. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's probably better than my choice, too. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's probably better than mine, too. I think she has, like, a, a definitely a little bit more. And, I mean, that Idina, De- Idina Menzel, you know, like, gruff, that, like, signature yes. gruff she has in the back of her throat. Well, Skylar, why don't you tell, me, tell us who you went with? I went with a band called Delane. Specifically, their song, We Are the Others. That's so interesting. Uh, you'll find out why that's interesting in a minute. Yeah, I think this is also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it captures a lot more of the like vibe, the vibe. than Idina does. I think yes, and that's just because Idina wasn't going for like rock, but she has like that rock in her vocals. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a very solid choice as well. I think it's honestly on par with Idina Menzel. Okay, I cool. think so too. Thanks. Yeah, no, I think this is a fabulous choice. The reason Thank I you. got caught off guard when you said Delane was because I thought you said Elaine because that was my artist. I went with Elaine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so interesting to me. Uh, I went with All Shall Burn by Elaine. Because I want, because when I was thinking about the song, I don't know, something about it just felt like very Renaissance fair to me. Yeah, um, I see I that. I don't know why. And I ended up going through a Bardic Rock playlist, and that's oh, how I found a lane. Stunning. I love this. She almost has um, 
an Evanescence vibe to her, but she's a little bit edgier, which I think is what this song leans towards. So I think that this is a really good choice. Yeah, I've it's it goes a little bit harder than like, the OP, but, but um, I like it. It's a good approximation. Yeah, I definitely don't yeah, think it's it the as good vocals as you are guys. there. So yeah. really quick, you guys, upon my sixty seventh wind that I've received when we were rewatching the intro, it's very Kingdom Hearts. Well, we and have his even, name is Sora. We have Sora with his spiky brown hair. And he's in the water reaching for stuff. And there's chess pieces. Do you mean visually? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was like, I do not hear it. But visually, I totally see it. Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of this reminds me of Kingdom Hearts. Like, visually, everything. Even, like, if you look at the stuff with their crowns, it's a lot like the Kingdom Hearts, like, collectors that, like, one point, like, yeah, you know, the completed editions, like, like, crowns and stuff. Yeah. No, 100%. This is very Kingdom Heartsy in its aesthetic. Like, look at that crown. Uh, great. That's 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 Sora's crown. That's um, Sora's crown. <laughs> All right, so good choices all around for the OP. So let's move on to our ED, which again is Oración. I'm not confident in my choice. Oh, don't worry. I know none of us are. Okay. <laughs> We're all just trying our best. So this song reminded me of someone, the closest vocal approximation I could get to, because I couldn't get the whole vibe, was J-Lo. Her song, Run the World. I definitely see uh, the approximation for sure. Like, yeah, definitely. It's that like the pitch and everything is very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It's not a good match for the song I itself. Think it's but perfectly vocally, fine. I think it's vocally perfectly. It's what fine. I heard. <laughs> Skylar, who'd you go with? So I delved deep in my MV making days and pulled out someone <laughs> who I thought would be like an okay voice approximation. Uh, maybe the song isn't as, you know, great, but uh, it is what it is. So I went with um, Look At Us by Serena Paris. For all the times that we, we ever would be, look at us, baby, look at us now. For every day that I also faithful listeners i have started a new playlist which is amv classics Ooh. which are like a staple amv songs i see what you were going for for sure i definitely think like, i do too i the vibe is there right especially even though it's vocally a lot more similar to like the post-chorus section the vibe reminds mm-hmm. me of the pre-chorus section where it's like da 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah i think this is a good choice though i think that she would be able to do this song yeah Woo-hoo! i don't think it's bad um no. i specifically oh, i could not think of anything for that like earlier part that i just mentioned but nope. uh, for the post chorus section i ended up going with everywhere by michelle branch because you're Okay, so you take Serena yeah, Paris. I don't know why um, my brain immediately went there, because I don't think it's like that great of a choice, but that's where my brain went. No, I definitely no, hear it. I do, too. No, I know why your brain went there, because the chord progression is the same. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I definitely so, hear it. I think if you take, take Serena vocals, Paris yeah. and have her do a cover of Everywhere. And then you've got, and then you got it. And then you've got yeah, it. You got it. Yeah. You take the good, you take the bad, you take for. it all, and then you have the end of our music segment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. No. All right. So, yeah, those are phenomenal choices for the OP. And I think we all 
did as good as we could with that ED. We survived. We survived the, ED. the war of attrition that was picking the ED. Uh, but yeah, overall, um, the the music for the anime was very solid. I think we all had very solid choices, and I think that is where we are going to call our music segment as we take another quick break to watch some additional clips, some additional context, and see if Lauren will be continuing to watch No Game No Life or if this game has no chance. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. All right, we're back, and we had Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional games, and some additional lives, so you know that there was not no game and not no life, because we love double negatives here. So tell me, Lauren, after watching all of that, yeah. obviously, we have talked at length. It's Honestly, it's probably the meat of this episode about the problems that this show has, but also about some of the very, very cool things this show is and can be. Mm-hmm. So it is a very complicated mixed bag, you know, is the kind of like, I mean, <laughs> you know, saying it out loud, is the incest lollipop <laughs> stuff a turnoff or is it minimal enough and passable enough that you're able to look past it to what is arguably a very cool very well animated very lore heavy very exciting show mm-hmm. I it's really up to you to make that determination for yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'm gonna have to ask you the question Lauren and Skylar because Skylar this is also your first time watching this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would you guys keep watching No Game No Life well I mean there is a there are a lot of problems on the outset right with all of the fan service and all of the incest although even with the incest ironically shiro ended up being my favorite just because she is that like child genius shiro is also my favorite because like she has that just cold delivery like she's like yeah of course like it's fine like i love that vibe she has it's so fun yeah see i love that but i also love sora oh because i just love how he's like (laughs) Ah, you've activated my trap card. <laughs> he is a very bombastic character. Oh, yeah. Very and This show has very fun characters. Even like the punching bag that is Stephanie. Poor I like Stephanie, Stephanie a lot. I love <laughs> Stephanie. Oh, poor thing. I want to hug her so I bad. Know. The characters are very good. But yeah, Shido and Soda are obviously the stars of the show. For obvious reasons, right? And I mean, again, a lot of, a lot of problematic things in this anime, but... But the world building was really solid. I really did love Shiro. So personally, yes, I would continue watching No Game, No Life. Wow. Skylar, what about you? I don't know. I think I already uh, spent all my emotional incest on Vampire (laughs) Night. (laughs) The capacity I have for (laughs) incest is gone. It's already been spent. That's fair. And it sucks because I really, really like everything else about this. But like anytime uh, they do something like like very lolly and incestuous, I'm like, great. I was just taken out of the anime and like I feel uncomfortable now. Sure. And like it sucks because I really like everything else about it, but I'm not going to put myself through that. So it's a quiet disappointment for me. I'm sorry. But I don't have any of that like past incest cash spent, I guess. So I can. <laughs> we all have, have an incest cash. <laughs> Mine was also spent on flowers in the attic. That's the newest cryptocurrency is incest cash. <laughs> 
I'll just spend it here. Thank uh, no, you. No, <laughs> again, I don't think, I honestly, real talk, like, obviously, I don't think it's, you know, a bad position to take to not continue watching no, this. No, not at all. It is, it is like, there are some very problem, problematic elements mm-hmm, to this show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's not something you can get past, like, if it's a trigger for you, or if it's just something that you don't like seeing, that's totally fine. Absolutely. It can easily be a quiet disappointment for anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame it for being a quiet disappointment for you, Skylar. And I also don't think it's a bad thing if you're able to look past it to the good, because there is so much good. There's so and that's much. why I think it's also totally understandable for it to be a Kawhi success for Lauren. Yeah. But this is where we move to kind of evaluating this on a grander scale to ask the question, would you use No Game, No Life as an introductory series for someone getting into anime? Not at all. No, I wouldn't either. I also would not. I think this is an anime you have to watch after you have gotten kind of acquainted with the anime space. Agreed. So you can determine if like what your threshold and limit is. But I think if you were to introduce someone to anime with No Game, No Life, they could easily be scared off. Thinking this is what everything is. This is, is. all of it. Right. Yeah. No, I completely agree. That was my my big takeaway was because I have watched anime in the past and I've even finished a couple, I am more acclimated <laughs> to to like the world of anime. So I was like, okay, I just know this is part of this anime. I'm gonna look past it because the story's so cool. But if this had been my first one, I don't I don't think I would have kept coming back. <laughs> on the podcast oh and i'm pretty sure that our bonus episode on our patreon about shoujo toxic tropes really gave you the insight on how to navigate this it did help yeah just knowing this this is part of some anime storylines and determining whether i can handle that and continue watching the anime or if i if it's getting in the way and i can't so uh, yeah I completely agree with all of it. I think this is not a good starter anime, Mm-mm. but it is a mixed bag, which is why it is both a kawaii success and a kawaii disappointment. Ooh. Now take it. But yeah, no. So yeah, a little bit of game, some life. <laughs> <laughs> Barely hanging on. For some people, this is going to be an anime you're going to love. For some, it's not. And not every anime has a very clear and concise answer for what it will be for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is one thing that does have a clear and concise answer because it's time for is there an amv for that all right lauren and skylar give me <laughs> your song and artist for no game no life oh. i know who i would pick if i was skylar but i don't know if she'll pick it i'm excited to see if your brains are aligned or if you guys went in different directions me personally seeing the trajectory of these two genius children taking over this game world, I ended up going with Can't Hold Us by Macklemore and Ray Dalton. I don't know. I thought you were going to go with Poker Face. I already went with Poker Face for Kakaguri, I think. So I couldn't pick it again. I didn't want to repeat. I get it, right? Because they're so similar that you don't want to... You at least want to pick in like the same realm, but not, not in the, the same, same exact song. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not even to say that Can't Hold Us and Poker Face are in the same realm. Is listening to it again right now. It's been a while since I listened to Can't Hold Us. Same. It is a very different song. And the reason I'm listening to Can't Hold Us is because, of course, <gasps> there are AMVs to No Game, No Life <gasps> to Can't Hold Us by Macklemore, which gives... Lauren, three points. Wow. Oh, my God. Good job. Thank you so much. Now, Skylar, let's see if you can keep that going. Nope. Not at all. Oh. Have faith in yourself. I I don't. I just, I like it too much. And I'm trying to manifest someone to make it. 
I don't know what PJ thinks I'm going to choose, but it's definitely not what he thinks. Can, I'm I, going can with... I say what I thought you would pick? Sure. Yeah, do it. Based on your history of picking uh, DDR songs, <clears throat> I assumed you would pick Video Game Lover. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. What you don't know, PJ, is I'm really bad at that song. And so it's been excommunicated ah blocked out from the memory (laughs) no but that would have been a much better choice than what i went with who did you go with i went with abba's winner takes it all damn skylar i think that is a phenomenal choice because i mean that's literally true right they the winner does take it all in no game no life but you are not the winner in this AMV game, because oh, there's yeah. no AMV to Winner Takes It All by ABBA. It's too old. I'm too old. <laughs> 16! Yeah, unfortunately, Skylar, that is zero points for you, but oh. three points for Lauren, which means that overall, three points for the podcast. Is there any way we could do any better? I think I think that might be a possibility, because Lauren, mm-hmm. it's time for the super secret, not so secret, bonus point. Oh. Do you think there will be an AMV for No Game, No Life to Evanescence, Bring Me to Life? Some, uh, well... Same word. I was going to say it is no um, game, no life. Bring me to life. It's it rhymes. It, it does. It does rhyme. It's in the title. And not even in just because like life is at the end of them. No, they have the same syllabic structure. Exactly. That's a great word, PJ. Thank you. Syllabic. You brightened my day. Oh, that's so so, <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Um, I'm glad you guys aren't siblings. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Uh, this anime has the same syllabic structure as Bring Me to Life. It has the intensity and the darkness potentially coming. So I'm going to say yes, it exists. You know, uh-huh. we always uh, we always play this game, right? <laughs> and this is oh, like no. so fitting for No Game No Life, the one where it's like everything's on the line. You could argue that everything is on the line here because you've been on such a hot streak Jesus. with your evanescence. Oh. And it's not ending anytime soon. Continuing your streak with another four (laughs) points. Because, of course, there are multiple AMVs to No Game, No Life. (laughs) Do you have an essence to bring me to life? You You did the whole fake swap on me. I always know when he's fucking lying. Oh, I, baiting to you. be clear, I was not baiting anybody. I was just talking. I was okay? just <laughs> speaking. How you interpreted it is up to you. That is up to you. <laughs> but what is not up to me is whether you get the four points. It's up to the AMV community. And they have selected right, you, right. Lord. It's a prestigious winner of four points. Damn. And another success for you, zero points and a disappointment for Skylar. And overall, a do not recommend as a first series from all of us. No. Save your friends. (laughs) But overall, uh, this was just another journey through another world. And especially an especially fitting thing as we go through Isekai Month. Uh, Thank you, Lauren, for going on this journey with us. Yes. Thank you for introducing me to another smart person outsmarts another smart person anime. I love these. And overall, I hope even with everything that was negative about this anime, you still had a good time. Skylar's Mm -hmm. had a good time. And that we all as a podcast had a good time. But more importantly, that our listeners had a good time. I hope that we all had that. We all have a one friend who's a punching bag time. (laughs) I have completely spent all emotional capacity on incest stories time. (laughs) 
And an incest is not the best. Do not put your sister to the test time. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Please but don't. until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. And hopefully you're not as emotionally exhausted as Skylar. And hopefully you don't have a weird relationship with your lolly stepsister. Oh, Bye, everyone. Please. Bye, stephusband. No, life with Derek was weird enough. <laughs> not Stepwife, what are you doing in that dryer? <laughs> oh, we don't have a dryer. We're poor and we live in an apartment complex. Uh, bye, everyone. Oh, God. Goodbye. Goodbye.